0: Hi, this is Peter Rivera, and I'm the original drummer and lead singer of the group Rare Earth. We've had a long career, 50 years. We've played all over the world. We've recorded many, many albums and lots of hit singles. I'm going to talk about them all. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the stories. So here we were. We were going to start our first club, the Webwood Inn. Man, what a time. There was nobody in the Webwood. There was a bartender and a couple waitresses. Nobody. We went on the stage and we played and it was like five sets a night. And uh, then the crowd started getting much bigger. I'll never forget that the song that was played the most on the jukebox when we were at the Webwood Inn was Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. And gosh, that was a great song and a great time. And, and so eventually, we built the club up. Not not so much during the week, but the weekends got really, really good. And we started meeting some of the local people around there. Uh, Ray Karate was a, a guy that hung out at the club. And geez, the whole band liked him. He was a great guy. And he'd always tell us jokes while we were on our break outside, you know. Everybody's outside on a break and smoking and everything. And Ray Karate's standing there with a few guys and starting to tell jokes. and It was really fun, you know. And, and uh, you know, eventually we got some bad news about Ray. And it was too bad. But life goes on, and we're back in the club there. And uh, one night the owner of the club comes up and he goes, Hey boys, I got a girl here that wants to dance. Would you guys play? Uh, well, I said, what, you know, what's, well, she she's a stripper. And oh, we thought, well, a stripper, man, we've never done that before. So we met her and, uh, you know, we're looking at each other like, well, what do we do? A stripper. So anyways, we figured out a couple songs would play. it. She came up on the stage. It was during the week. There was a lot of people there. So, you know, we just kind of played along with it. And so we're playing these songs and, and she's stripping. I mean, right on down to the, right on down to the, the skin. And, uh little tassels and she's dancing around and we're laughing so hard we can't hardly even play this was tremendous tremendous night Wow look at this her name was Rosie and she was nice I mean she didn't talk much but so the night came and Rosie stayed and it got to be closing time and so hey where are you staying Rosie and of course Fred was like the leader of the band so he's gonna do the talking and I mean we're young guys come on we we were you know just discovering the world as you you know and uh, so anyways we got in the cars and left the club and we turned in and we went to uh, like a Holiday Inn and Went to this certain room, and here was Rosie. And then five, six of us. And uh, Fred, Fred gets up and he says, "Rosie, on behalf of the band, would like to let you know that we were sorry that we had to cut your, your, uh, performance short. Uh, but now, if you'd like to continue and finish your." your performance would, would be up for that if, if you are well we didn't know about you know she's mentioned something about music and i mean i'm standing back because remember these guys are older than me and they've, they've been around the block a little more than me and i'm like holy cow what's going on here well anyways we found a transistor radio somewhere and turned it on and rosie started her dance you can imagine seeing these six guys are sitting on the bed, the couches and leaning on the wall and just looking and here's this Rosie and she's going to start dancing. And the music's going, and, you know, the, the night's crazy. And, and uh, so she's kind of doing her stripping dance. She didn't strip super far yet, but she started dancing. And then Fred... I'll never forget this. Fred stood on the other side of the room and kind of motioned to Rosie to come running and jump into his arms. And we're, what? What's going on? So Rosie comes dancing across the room. She jumps, goes into Fred's arms, and both of them just crash to the floor and roll into the TV stand and everything. I mean, it was unbelievable. So that's enough of that story about Rosie I mean there's there's more but hey it's your imagination and we won't go into that any more detail but you know that's one of the crazy crazy things that happens and clubs and you know I guess that's why we used to love the club scene so much cuz crazy things happen we eventually got out of the webwood and heard about the possibilities of a of a different club that we could go to so after fred went off and talked to that club owner and all that we we got a, a shot to go to a little place uh, on the east side of detroit and it was called the deer hunt the deer hunt it was a pretty cool club it was pretty small but had a good atmosphere to it you know Gosh, we, we, we went there and we were booked there six nights a week for like a few months. So it was our new home, the Deer Hunt. And right down the street from the Deer Hunt, about a block and a half or so, was a big club called Club Cliché. And the Club Cliché, that was one of the top clubs in the city. Another one was called the Club Gay Haven. That was the top one in the city. In fact... The guy that was always at the Gay Haven, his name was Jamie Coe. It was Jamie Coe and the Juggalos. And Jamie actually had a couple of hit records out locally in Detroit, maybe Chicago, uh, Indiana, Ohio a little bit. And Jamie became quite popular in Detroit. And uh, he was like the place, the band, the whole thing. But we were over here at the deer hunt, and we were kicking butt. I mean, the deer hunt was starting to happen pretty strong, and uh, actually, uh, that's the first place that I fell in love. Actually, yeah, there was a girl there that was working at the deer hunt. She'd work from probably three in the afternoon till ten at night, and gee, uh, she, she was beautiful, and. I started talking to her a little bit on breaks because we'd start at nine o'clock and by 10 or so she was off work and she'd, she'd sit at the bar and watch the band and, you know, we'd make eyes at each other and all this. I think I was pretty sickening to the rest of the band because I was going off the deep end over this girl, but, uh, you know, uh, things went pretty well, uh, with her and, and, uh, you know, I I remember I was so far gone. You know, that I would be playing and I'd be looking at her all the time, and the band's looking at me, going, well, "What's wrong with you? What are you doing?" And uh, well, hey, I was falling in love. What can I tell you? And uh, the relationship got really good, <clears throat> but uh, I wound up with a broken heart over that one. Yeah, it it went on for a while, and then. I have a very, very close friend of mine who used to come to the club and he was about three or four years older than me. And one night on my, we had a, something happened at the club. I can't remember, but we were, we were closing down early and he told me, he says, come on, I want to take you somewhere. So I got in his car and we drove actually over to her house. She had left the club at about 10 said she was tired and going home so we drove and as he went over where her place was I said well what are, what are you doing here he says ah oh, just come on with me so we drove and we parked the car and slowly it was late I mean it was already like close to one and uh, he pulled up real slow and looked at her house from the street and in the window, although the shades were drawn, you could see silhouette. And you saw two silhouettes. And one was a guy. And one was her. And you can imagine what was going on. And uh, my heart was broken. And Nick, my old buddy, he said, Look, I just want you to know really what you're dealing with here. And, uh, Oh man, I can't believe it that I'm going back to that on this podcast here. But you know, hey. And then one night on a Monday, our night off, I went to a club on the other side of town and when I was talking to the guys in the band, Sax player says, Hey man, where are you playing? A deer hunt? I said, Yeah he says, Hey, do you know that redhead over there? And I just Suddenly just kind of played dumb. I went, no, I think I've seen her, but I don't know for sure. He says, come here. And he pulled out some pictures out of his sex case and showed me some pictures. And it was like porno pictures. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And there she was. And I thought, oh my goodness gracious. Well, you know, I, I really kind of grew up that night, you know. Uh, I wasn't really in love with her. I was just kind of infatuated with all that. So life went on. Back to the deer hunt and we played. And Eventually, we got a chance to go. The owners of the club, Cliché, would come down to the deer hunt. And they'd sit there and have a drink and listen to us. And then they came to us and said, Hey, would you, would you like to play at the Cliché? Oh, yeah, man. This, this was the place. So off we go to the Club Cliché. Beautiful place. Just had a great time. We played for a few months, six nights a week. It was great. It had a nice stage. We put a special sound system in there. So it was kind of our our big home now, the Cliché. We didn't realize it until we were playing there for a while. The cliche had a lot of fights. Oh, yeah, it was pretty tough. I remember some brawls that were just incredible. Of course, we were in the band, so we weren't involved in all that, but we'd watch it going on out there, people throwing chairs. And, <laughs> I mean, it was it was crazy. Quite often, the police would come in because somebody had called them. There was a brawl going on. everything would kind of come to an end and we'd close the club early and away we'd go. And uh, the club cliche, yeah, there were some nights there where it was pretty scary uh, with, with the fight. One time uh, somebody had gotten a fight. and a few nights later, these group of guys came in and they were looking for the guy that fought their little buddy. And the guy wanted us to stop playing music. So he walked up to Fred and says, stop playing. Fred turns around and says, this guy wants us to stop. And the guy pulled the gun out and shot it into the ceiling. We stopped. And then, just like that, they were gone. But, uh, yeah, pretty pretty tight spot in there sometimes at the cliché. There was a guy they called Johnny Flake, who was in a lot of the fights. He had a very pretty girlfriend, and every time she'd go to the ladies' room, he would watch. And if any guy made any kind of gesture at all to her, then Johnny Flake would come, and the brawl would start. After a couple few months of playing the cliché, we uh, took an engagement up in Canada. And we went up there, and oddly enough, we got fired. The guy in the club, I guess he had a daughter, and she wanted to sing or something. We weren't into that too much. So he kind of let us go, and we were back in our hotel room feeling pretty lousy because we had just been fired. We were going to go back to Detroit the next day, And Fred came walking in, uh, the the guy from the hotel come up and said, hey, you got a phone call for Fred uh, Katenko. So Fred took the call and he came back to the room and he goes, hey man, guess what? We're going to the Peppermint Lounge in New York. One, two, three. Well, thanks for listening. My name is Peter Rivera, original lead singer, drummer of Rare Earth, and I really appreciate that you've listened to these podcasts. I hope you come back and check out more. I've got a lot ahead of us and a lot of the story for you, so come on back and hang with me for a while. I bring you flowers, baby, cause you're the best. I'm gonna treat you so much better than all the rest. I pull the chair out Open and close the door. You ain't never had a lover quite like.